Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to the Mojo Mecca podcast, a hub for the exploration of ritual, poetry, plants, and purpose. We are here for the deepening of our relationship to the earth, for the love of living in a sustainable way, for the creation of a global network of minxes seeking more mojo, for vulnerability, for thriving, and for joy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Now let's dive into today's conversation. So in this episode, I'm dropping in with Holly Takoda Rhodes of Katori Life Jewelry. Holly is a mother, a wife, a designer, an activist, and a deep honorer of life. She dwells in the beautiful New Mexican mountains of Santa Fe with her husband and young son, River in a life filled with ritual and creativity. We explore her story of finding her husband and becoming a mother early in her 20s and how her need to be at home and present with her son drove her to create her now wildly successful jewellery brand. We go into the mission of Katori Life, its environmental activism impacts and Holly's personal creative processes. She speaks about her consistent practices, rituals, and plant allies that keep her feeling inspired and balanced through her day. We dive deep into plant teachings and how really the integration process is the most important part. We also speak in length about duality and how it can really serve our evolution. We chat about social media presence and brand marketing And she shares a really epic practice of how you can really attract more sales. (laughs) And of course, there is a whole lot more than that. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to listen. She is an incredible, hilarious (laughs) woman. Um, Enjoy. My husband and I were both from San Diego, from like Encinitas, Northern Northern San Diego, North County. Um, and we just got really sick of the people. Like it just is like so, so much traffic and so many people. And it's just like kind of crazy there all the time and beautiful, like really beautiful. But, um, and I love it and I go back all the time and my whole family lives there, but, um, we just kind of wanted to change. And so we actually, we had, we were, I was 22 and Trent was, my husband was 24 and we have like we had a, a new baby like he was like we had a baby really young so i was 20 and um and we were just like let's like get out of here and we can't really afford this anyways cuz we're like young with a baby <laughs> and so we basically sold like everything we had and we got a camper um we got a toyota dolphin do you know what that is mm, no <laughs> Like this little beater Toyota truck with a dolphin, like with like a, with a camper on the back. So it's like a, it's, it's like the coolest camper in the whole world. And we bought one of those and we restored it. Like we decked it out and we moved into it. And then we just like, for a a few months we lived in it and just like parked at the beach and, um, and like kind of just lived on the beach and Trent worked and we saved up money. And then we took off and we hit the road for like, I think it was like eight or nine months. We were just driving and we were like, we're going to just drive around the States until we 
until we find like where we want to kind of put roots down and um so we did that with like a our river my son river was two at the time um and so we were like let's just go and we stopped in all these places and I had all these ideas about places that I thought we would want to live and so we checked out like the whole west pretty much like all these like we were like checking out San Francisco and Oregon like Portland and we checked out like we go we go went into Washington and I don't like we just went through everywhere um and then we ended up kind of like actually living on a commune in Colorado for for like a couple months and then we're like okay we need to roll and then we actually the the way that we came to Santa Fe we had lived here before like when I was pregnant with River for like six months my parents live here my dad's an artist and he moved here and um so we had lived here for like a short period of time just like kind of to check it out and but I never thought that I would move back because it's the kind of place that's like really it's kind of not the easiest place to live if you're not meant to be here and so at that time we were totally not meant like it was just not working out for us and we we're having a really hard time so we left and I never thought that we would come back but we uh were in Colorado and my husband had a job lined up um in Red Rocks I think like he was like had worked there we we're kind of starting to run low on money because it had been like eight or nine months that we had been traveling and we actually just flipped a coin at the um at the freeway on ramp so that's like how we make all of our our big decisions we flip a coin and mm -hmm. we never go backwards when we're traveling so we knew that like whatever direction we were going to go in like that was where we were going to be so we flipped a coin and and told it and it was like santa fe so we came here and then we've been here for like nine years <laughs> so wow. that's how we here yeah epic mm. And I'd love to hear just generally a bit about your life, <laughs> your life's journey. So I just heard that you're, yeah, you became a mom so young. Um, yeah, really young. That seems like it's been like a huge, like shaper of you and your life. Yeah. So yeah, that all happened really quick. Um, it's funny because I actually like my husband and I knew each other um, growing up. Like our parents were fr really good friends, um, and our moms like growing up. Like we didn't really see each other a lot when we were young, but our moms growing up would always be like, "Oh, like it'd be so fun if they got married. Like then we'd be family." You know, they did that whole thing and like. That parents do like a lot of parents do that <laughs> like wouldn't it be fun if our kids got married and then we just got to be family but then we actually like didn't really know each other that well because they didn't really hang out with with us and he was a couple years older than me but like we just had like when i was i was living actually living in australia um in sydney and working and i i was like 19 and i was like I wonder what Trent Rhodes is doing. And I looked him up on MySpace when, when MySpace was still a thing, you know? <laughs> and um, I connected with him through that and, and just was like, just like to, to just like, you know, just put myself out. Like I was just kind of like, I wonder what he's up to and I'm just gonna friend him on MySpace. And then when I moved back to California, um, I put my, I like posted my phone number on MySpace because I was like, um, 
I was like, I'm just, I'm back in town guys. Like, here's my number, you know, and, and just privately to my friends. And he called me at like five o'clock the next morning (laughs) at like a ridiculous hour. And we started talking and I was really shocked because I was like, like I've known him, like knew him, but like, didn't really know him. Like, you know, well, we had seen each other once every few years, like over my life, you know? Um, but our parents were close. So it was kind of like this funny thing. And I was like, wait, this is Trent Rose. Like, what? like, and I, and we started talking and it was like, we just, we hit it off immediately. And he literally, he was living up in Mammoth Lakes. He was a ski bomb and I was like a total surf bomb. So I like would live on the beach and he like lived in the mountains and we both like would just sleep in our cars and like, I would like sleep at the beach and he would sleep like at the ski area. Like that's, we were like the same person just in different locations. Mm. And so moved, he like moved down. He like, we talked three days in a row on the phone and then he moved. He was like, do you, do you like need a roommate? And I was like, no, cause I was living in the back of a Turkish restaurant <laughs> on highway 101. Um, and just surfing, like just like surf bumming and like doing my thing. But I was like, okay, like, and he quit his job and he came and moved. And we literally got married six weeks later. And then we didn't invite our parents to the wedding. What? <laughs> yeah, like we met and we were just like, oh, we're, we're like, this is, this is it. Like you're my, per- like we're the same person. Like we're total twin flames, you know, which is like also a whole nother thing that can be really difficult too. Cause we're like so similar. And, um, but we were like, no, like this is, this is it. But I was 20. Right. So we were, I was 20 and he was like 22 and it's kind of insane to like think about it. Cause now I'm like, Oh wow. Like I was a baby, you know, but we just knew. And so we, we eloped, we like, we hung out. He moved right in with me. Like we, he came down and moved in with me. We got married, like we eloped. And then I got pregnant six months later. <laughs> so that like sealed the deal really quick, you know? Mm-hmm. And we were, we were really wild. Like we were, we were, we actually got married because he was telling me that he didn't believe in marriage. And I was like, I pulled the car over and I was like, get out. I don't need a boyfriend for the rest of my life. Like, I'm not, I don't like, you don't waste my time. Like, get out. Like, and he was like, well, are we soulmates? And I was like, yeah, but like, I'm not going to play games. So he, he was like, well, let's get married. And I was like, fine. And it was this, it was this whole really funny, like kind of dare. Like we were both really spontaneous and wild and like, we're like, okay, like whatever, let's do it. We're getting married. And then we just eloped and our parents were just like, (laughs) what? You know, like you guys got married, like getting married and like, you know, it was just this kind of crazy situation where like, it was just an in the moment, follow your heart kind of thing. And then I got pregnant right away. So I gave birth like at 21, you know, so it happened all really quick. Wow. Yeah. So what was your birthing experience like? That was really... Um, it was really, it was amazing. It's giving birth is really amazing because you feel like a complete, like you just, afterwards I felt so powerful and it like awakened this whole thing in me that I didn't even know existed. Um, because it's kind of a huge deal to give birth. (laughs) Um, but I also, I was so young and I didn't know like anything. Like I didn't, I just didn't know about things. And so 
about like natural parenting and natural birth. And so like I got pregnant and I was just trying to do everything right. And I like did so much research and like learned so much in the like couple months, you know, probably like from six to nine months, like at about six months is when I really started reading about things. And I had already gone to school. Um, I went to school for like naturopathic medicine and holistic healing when I was 18. So I, I had gone through some like holistic training and like herbal medicine and massage and body work and, and um, energy medicine and all of that. So I kind of was like already on that path. So like, I'm really grateful because um, I was able to have like a pretty semi-natural birth. Um, and I was at a birth center. I was actually at UCSD and they have a really beautiful birth center there. And um, I got to be there and yeah, it was amazing and much longer. Like I kept, I was like in labor for so long. And I would just remember like telling the nurses, like, I'm ready to push. Like, I'm going to have this baby. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, you're like one centimeter dilated. And I was just like, what? Like, what? Like, and I just, <laughs> for like hours, like, I was just like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to push. And they're like, no, like, you're two centimeters dilated. And I was just like, oh my God. And then it really went, you know, I did, I was so naive. I had no idea. And then there was like a certain point where I was just like, oh my God. And just, you know, it's such a um, primal, this like primal instinct takes over your body. And like, so that it was really powerful and amazing. And also I think Trent remembers more than I do, like things that I think that people probably block some stuff out of their memory when they give birth. So I have a really happy memory of it, but Trent was like, yeah, you were screaming. Like, <laughs> like you could hear yourself like on the other side of the hospital. Like, it was, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't know. It was, it was powerful. And like, it's really, really beautiful and really intense. You know, it's just like the most intense thing ever, but good, like amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so how's it been growing up with, your child you know because i'm 24 right now so if yeah. i was you i would have a two-year-old three-year-old three yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's um it's been really amazing so like river our son river he's just like the coolest kid ever and i think that it's because we were really trent and i were both always really like kind of rebel not not like rebel in like a crazy way but just rebel against like doing things how like things are supposed to be done quote unquote like you know like just how is this whatever society expects of us we've basically just been like yeah but like no we're not doing that like we're not going to just do that because you think that we need to do that like we've always kind of challenged the system and so we've raised him in like a very open way like where you know and we were both so young that we're like okay, well, we're just going to do everything the best we can and super hands-on and we're not going to put him in childcare. We're going to, we're going to, we couldn't afford it anyways, but we really wanted to be there for him. So just, it's, it was this whole process of just like, you know, when he was little, just kind of, it was really actually really magical. Like, cause I was so young and we lived at the beach and I, I didn't know what to, you know, we were like, okay, well like, let's go to the beach. And so we would just, you know, have like our little naked baby at the beach and like playing in the waves and everything was just really simple. We didn't have him on like any sort of sleep schedule. We kind of just 
did like as natural parenting as we could and like whatever um flow we were in like he just did that we didn't you know we would go to drum circles at night and we would just bring him and let him fall asleep on the beach listening to the drums and that was great because he learned how to sleep through anything um so you know it was like we just took him with us and we didn't we didn't have like schedules where we were like well he has to go to bed at like six o'clock and he has to have a nap like we just he fell asleep where I was and I was like not an anal person about like you know I was just like well if he's with me he's just gonna do what I'm doing and he'll fall asleep if he gets tired enough and it was fine and he was super happy and um chill and so that was really beautiful when he was a baby and, and younger. Um, and then, you know, as he grew up, a lot of my own, like, you know, when you're a child, like, you don't, you don't realize when you have a kid, but when you have a kid and your kid gets to certain ages that you were at, like, when we, where you have trauma, a lot of that mm. stuff starts to surface. And so it was really interesting at, like, 22, 23, 24 having like a two, three, four-year-old and then having all of a sudden this like all this trauma starting to like surface that like I needed to deal with like oh I didn't even know that like I had this or having like starting to get frustrated for like not and not knowing why and having a hard time connecting like in certain ways with him because I had a wound there you know so growing up with him like it's kind of accelerated my own process I think because when you have a kid it's like your heart bleeds for them and you're just you're like I need to do whatever it takes to like like nurture this being and then like all your stuff is coming up so you're like oh my god I better fix this like really quick like I need to do this really like right now I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot of work before I had a kid so it's it kind of <laughs> I, it's pushed me through my own process but it's been like perfect um you know, and I've just had to be patient with myself and, and being like, well, I'm a, I'm a young mother with a kid that is really smart. <laughs> and like, I've always just talked to him like he was like my peer kind of. And it's been, there's been this funny line of like, sometimes my husband will be like, you're bickering with him like he's your brother. And I'm like, oh, he's my son. Like, okay, I, I'm like not, okay, what do I do? And like trying to figure out that and like navigate that because it's like, you know, I was young and now it's like easier because he's older and um and i'm older and but we're just it's like he's just becoming like the coolest person and he's really intelligent and we can just have conversations about things and it's not i think like the the not so big age gap has been actually really cool um mm -hmm. so yeah i've been like some of the stuff that's come up for me like in as a young mother amazing um, I'd love to hear how, um, how you developed your business through that time too of mothering and, and I'd love to hear that story of how it came into being or uh, anything else you want to share about, yeah, your work path. Yeah, well, you know, um, that actually, he's the reason why I started my business. So when he was little, I, I knew that I, you know, I didn't know much. I don't, I still don't know much about parenting because I don't like, you know, I just, I kind of have always just done intuitive parenting. 
but I knew that I didn't want to like stick him in 40 hours a week of childcare while I went and worked like a $10 an hour job, you know, to try to like make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And so, and I did body work. Like I, I was working doing massage and, and like healing work. And, um, but when we started traveling, like we we're on the road and I was like, what am I going to do? And I, I actually like, I used to make just, I couldn't afford it was funny because I was like I was 21 and I'm like I have a baby I'm living in the probably like one of the most expensive areas <laughs> that I like could pick on the map of the United States like just insane and I'm like how why am I even doing this so but I couldn't um afford jewelry so I was like I'm gonna just make myself some jewelry so I I would like find some feathers and then I would like buy, I would like scrounge together my change and buy some like wire. And <laughs> I like started just making earrings, like little feather earrings. That's like how I started and little, little like beads and just, you know, just like basic stuff. That's just, I can, I could afford and like put together. And so I just make stuff and like my friends just started kind of being like, Oh my God, these are, these are really beautiful. Like I want a pair. And so then I just started making them for my friends and like just as gifts and just for myself to start, you know? And, and as we were traveling, I kind of would just like make, make extras. And then I would try to kind of sell them. Like if we were on the road or at a festival or somewhere and it was just, you know, I was 21 selling feather earrings, 22. And, um, and then when I moved to Santa Fe, um, there was this woman at Trader Joe's actually, like I was shopping at Trader Joe's and this woman was like, where, like, where did you get those earrings? And I was like, Oh, I made them. And she's like, dude, you need to sell those on Etsy. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. You know, and I had a job. I was actually making chocolate at a Mayan chocolate house because I couldn't um, transfer my massage license to New Mexico. <laughs> oh, wow. So I ended up like just kind of dumping that whole thing. And I was still doing healing work. Like, um, energy medicine and I was teaching like um, energy like medicine classes and so I was kind of doing that stuff on the side but I was working at this place and 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 this guy this there was a new owner and the the boss the um, owner the original owner sold the business to a new owner who I just like he was not a very nice person and I ended up like throwing my apron down and like storming out the door one day and just like I quit you know that like really satisfying moment that like you always want to do, but you never really do it. It was that <laughs> <laughs> like he pushed me over the edge and I just threw my apron at him and was like, I quit and like ran out the door and it was like amazing. And I felt so good about it. But um, I was like, Oh crap. Like I just quit my job and like, what am I going to do? And my husband was like working, you know, he had a job and we had a little house. Like this is when we we're first settling in Santa Fe. And I was just like, well, I want to be home with river. And what we had been doing before was, like I would work in the mornings and then Trent would work at night. So we would like, one of us was always with river, but I was like, I just like want to like work from home so that I can just take care of him and like be with him. And maybe I'll try this Etsy thing. So I started in Etsy and I kind of, I just like researched a lot and like figured out how to do it. I had some other friends that were doing it that helped me out and like gave me some tips. Um, and this was like my old line. So I had another uh, collection before Katori Life that was called Spirit Tribe. And it was like my version of like kind of festival. Like it was a lot of like leather and feathers, but it was like really, I was in this phase where I was like really feeling really empowered and like wanting to really 
adorn like my wild, the wild aspects of my woman, of myself, you know? And so that's what I wanted to offer to women. And so I was, I had my like old line was like very different than the line I have now. Um, but I put it on Etsy and it just kind of like took off. Like I got featured on the front page and it just like happened. And I was like, whoa, okay. So, so that's like how I got into jewelry design. I went to school for healing work and I like ended up being a jewelry designer, which is really funny. But um, it gave me, you know, like I was able to be with River all day and like take him to do things and do the mom stuff and make food and like do all the things that you have to do. And then he would go to bed at night and then I would just stay up and make my orders. And like, I would just stay up at night and work. And then that was how I did it. And so that really enabled me to like be home with him and be, be present for him and like flexible if he was sick or if like there was something going on, I could like switch, you know, kind of work later or like whatever. And so that was really a huge blessing. Um, that was like really what broke me into it, you know? And then I, around in 2015, I kind of, I was using a lot of leather and I really like, it was just really on my heart that I, I just really wanted to start a business that was socially conscious and ethical because I was using like a lot of like leather and I was using feathers that like probably weren't sourced very well. And like, but I was, I had so many orders that I had to have them like be all the same. So like they had to, you know, I would just buy them. And I was like, I'm, I need to like redo this whole thing. And I also want to like do what I can to contribute to like global healing and and all of that. So in 2015, I went ahead and like closed my business down. And that was really hard. Um, Cause I took me, it took about a year and a half for me to like rebuild like this whole new business. But I then I like just shut down spirit tribe and like put, and then built Clitori life as like a socially conscious ethical business. And um, yeah, so that's kind of like how that's a long, I can kind of babble on for like a really long time, give you lots of details, <laughs> but that's how I, that's how it came to be. <laughs> mm, no, I love the stories, obviously. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> um, I would love to hear the story about the name because I'm always so curious about names and how yeah, they- Yeah, okay. So this is actually really funny. Okay, cool. So, so Katori, okay. So I was, I was, I had this whole idea, right? I'm like, okay. I'm going to build a business. I'm going to make it vegan. I'm going to have everything be ethically sourced, ethically made. I'm going to like, I'm going to, I had all, I had the whole like layout for my bit. I'm like, I'm going to plant trees. I had already like gotten the partnership with the Eden projects. Who's my partners who I, who I like plant the trees with. And I had everything and I did not have a name. And I was like, for like a month, I was like every day, like, Oh, what should the name be and trying to think about it and like trying, you know, using my head, to, like just using my brain too much, trying to like figure it out and not coming up with anything. And finally I just was like, okay, like I need to sit down and just pray and like meditate on this and like maybe it will come to me. Right. So I just was like, what, like what, like talking to the universe, you're just like putting it out to like the, the, all of the beings and like the guides and the universe, like whatever you want to call it. But like, I was just like, what should my business name be? Like, what is it? I don't know what it's supposed to be. And I just heard the word Katori pop into my head. And I was like, what? And I was like confused because I, I, I was like, okay, wait, that's not Satori. Like, 
so I know what Satori is, but like, what is Katori? And so I saw like the word in my head and I Googled it and it meant spirit, which was really crazy because spirit, my, la my last one was spirit tribe. And mm -hmm. so I was like, Tori, and then it's, it's the Hopi, it's a Hopi word for spirit. And so I was like, wow. And it was just like given to me, like it literally just was like pot, like went into my head. And so I was like, okay, like that's it. And then it was like Katori life, like spirit life, like walking in beauty, like walking in spirit, like all of the things that are important to me. And like, um, so it was the perfect name and it totally was just like dropped into my like sphere, like out of nowhere. So that's how that came about. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's similar to the story of how my name dropped into and I just, yeah, it seems like I'm talking to a lot of people who have similar experiences in terms of like their, their, the name of their business or the vision of their business just dropping right in <laughs> like it was already there. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, cool. this is it. Cool. Like, Let's get moving. Chill. Yeah. You just like resonate so deeply with it and you're like, yes, like that's what it is. And like after a whole month of me like racking my brain and then as soon as you kind of let go it's just the answers there you know which is like so amazing mm -hmm. so how do you walk in beauty connected to spirit mm. so i i have like a pretty deep connect i live in this beautiful place i'm walking outside right now like back and forth on my deck and looking at the sunset and it's like beautiful pink cotton candy clouds over mountains and like valleys and just like beautiful incredible land and so just being here and being in nature I spend a lot of time in nature my husband is like a total like he's a mountain man he's like a nature he like really just wants to be out all the time in the in the wild and so we spend a lot of time in the wild and like, I think that that is, oh, it's really hard not to be connected when you're constantly out in nature, like to just see spirit and see the beauty of everything. Um, and I also just like, I have a very deep meditation practice and prayer and like relationship. Um, with spirit and then and like as as it, like in the answer to like how do I walk in beauty I think that I I try to just live my life um as connected and like mindful as possible and so everything that I'm doing like I think about like how it impacts the earth and and like what you know being present for where I'm at and and asking like spirit and and praying and and having gratitude like a deep gratitude practice um, and also like a deep Zen practice of just like learning, knowing how to like stop thinking and just be, you know? And I think that that's when, when a lot of beauty can come in is when you, when you get your self out of the way. And so that's how I try to live every day and um, nurture those aspects of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say your daily rituals would be? Because I see you work a lot with tea, right? 
Yes, I do. Um, my my friend Baylin is like a beautiful tea goddess, and I interviewed her uh, the start of last year because I met her oh. in Australia and sat in tea ceremony with her. Oh yeah. Hmm. So she my she was my like tea angel that that I sat with and like fell completely in love with this practice. I had had like a, a practice before and my my and now I've kind of intertwined it with the tea and the tea has like become really important to me um as a meditation and and you've sat with her so you know like that practice is just very like it takes you really deep and into this beautiful like stillness and like connection with with nature and spirit and um that like rocked my world i love i like fell in love with it and mm-hmm. we went to mexico together for like 10 days and i was so spoiled because i just got to like sit we like just every morning we had tea and then she would go serve tea ceremonies and so i got to do like i would have tea with her like at least once or twice a day and it was just like i felt like i got like a really deep immersion and um it just kind of like melted me, like my heart, like so much. I had done a lot of work and been doing a lot of work um, and just like, ah, like grief work and um, inner child work and like, you know, just like healing work, like a lot of like just the stuff that like we all have to face at some point in our lives. And like that came up for me a lot during my Saturn return. Like I was like on my knees my whole for like four years um and so by the time like I found tea and like met Baylin and everything like it was just like I was ready for some like real beauty to just come in and soften and so that was amazing um but my like my daily practice I basically wake up every morning um and I and I put the water on I do my tea um and usually like while the water is boiling I'll I'll stretch and just breathe and I'm like quiet and then um I'll sit for tea and and then I do my I like smudge and have my like I'll, I I do tarot so I'll do like a tarot reading and I kind of just have break I have all these little tools and little practices that I've kind of just put together so it's like tea meditation smudging like gratitude and like prayer and all of that and sometimes I'll like wake up and on I'll, I'll have time and I'll be able to sit for like two hours if I wake up early enough before the boys get up. <laughs> and then sometimes I've, I'll just sit for like 20 minutes and be like, okay, I'm going to have three bowls of tea and then I'm going to meditate for five minutes. And But like I, I make sure to do something every day um, like that in that form because I, otherwise like I feel like really ungrounded for the rest of the day. Like I just need that time and I've become like really accustomed to that time. So that's my morning practice. Mm, beautiful. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's so much about that consistency, isn't it? And like coming yeah. back to that same place. And I remember hear, hearing Balin speak about it um, when I was chatting to her and she was talking about just, it's just like that check-in. And, you know, if you're coming to that same place every day, then you notice exactly where you're at you know on that yeah yeah and it was it's profound like when I first started meditating like three is it like three or four years ago I don't I don't remember I can't remember exactly when but there I I hated it like it's so hard if you don't if you've never meditated before and you sit down you're like 
sitting there and you're like, first of all, you're supposed to be like breathing and peaceful, right? Or you think you are, but it's like, it like hurts. You're like, my legs hurt, my back hurt. Like all you can think about is how you're sitting there and like, there's like a fly buzzing around my head. And you know, I just remember the beginning of my practice, like of meditation and like trying to be, trying to be all then, but just being like, not, not like not having, having cultivated the ability to quiet my mind and like drop in deep, you know? And after like, but I was like, but I'm going to cultivate this. Like I'm going to do this. And so I started just for like five or six minutes a day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit for five minutes and I'm just going to focus on my breath. And like, you know, over time, like then it, then it became 20 minutes and then, I, and then it just, and then like, there was like a time, like there was a, a, a specific moment where I realized like, whoa, like I, I've like gotten through to the next level. I've like broken through that, that hard place of like the, the beginnings of a practice. And I've, I've gotten to like the depth. And I remember just like feeling how profound it was and how um, it was like changing me and it was changing me like throughout the whole, my whole day, you know, like my whole, my interactions and Trent, my husband would be like, Whoa, like you're like, you're shifting, like you're changing, like the way that you're interacting in the world. And so, yeah, really showing up to, like consistently for a practice is like, I, I have, have always had a tendency to just dabble in things and then not really follow through. And like with meditation, I, I kind of was at this place in my life where I didn't have a choice. like if I didn't do something like I was not really going to be able to function in the world. And so I needed to like, it was like, I was really motivated. And so I did that, but yeah, the consistency really took it to like a level of like a, a lot of depth and healing and like beauty and like layers where you're just sitting there and just all of a sudden, like just weeping and, and, but for no, not like a, coherent reason but that's just like the layer that I got to in my body or like it was just sitting there and giving myself space to feel what I was what was in my body and just sitting in silence like so much like when you do that it's just like your body's like okay like can we deal with this now and, and it just comes up to just be processed like you know emotionally or like there's times when I'm having tea and I just like start cracking up laughing and I don't even there for like no reason. And so, yeah, that, that consistency is like really potent, like really big medicine for sure. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. You're inspiring me to drop more into consistency <laughs> with, with my meditation practice. Cause it's like sometimes, oh, no, in the morning, no. sometimes like yeah. a walking meditation, sometimes like <laughs> at night when I'm going to bed, but I just, yeah. as you were talking, I was like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 20 minutes earlier. I'm just going to sit in the morning, like, yeah. even if I'm just laying down. Like, just yeah. yeah, and you know, it's like, okay, like, to switch it up and, and to, and like, but for me, you know what really helped me? This is like, <laughs> I'm totally going to promote something right now, but like, and they don't pay me, but I like love this app. There's this app called the Meditation Insight Timer. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, it's called it's insight timer and it's like amazing and you log on and there's like it shows you all of the people in the world that are using the app right at that very moment. So you get on and you're like, oh, there's like 25,000 other people meditating with me right now, right? That's like the first cool thing. Then you go on and they have all of these like guided meditations and they have a timer and stuff. 
But what the really cool thing is, is that like you get a gold star for every day that you meditate. And I know that's so dorky, but like I got into this thing where I was like, oh my God, if I don't meditate, I'm going to not get my gold star. I'm going to have to start all over again on my streak. And so I would be like, I went like 300 days in a row where like I did not miss a meditation because I was like, didn't want to not get my my gold star for the day or whatever, which is so dorky, but like it really helped me like it because it just just to like have a calendar of like okay like I look at how much I like you can see your progress and like how much you've meditated and how long and how many hours and it's like some crazy like at the end of the year you know you're like oh I spent like like 60 hours meditating like this year or whatever and it's it's pretty cool but that like really helped me like like in a really dorky way but that that helped me a lot <laughs> yeah we totally need the reward system <laughs> Uh, totally, <laughs> totally. And then it's cool because there's like really amazing guided meditations on there too. And it's like, yeah, it's a cool, I like love that app, but um, it's, yeah. And then it's just cool. Cause you're like this many people are meditating right now, like with me right now, like that's so potent to have all of that energy happening in the world, like right at this very moment, you know? So it's pretty cool. Mm, I'm going to download it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we can be friends on there. You can have friends on it too. It's like conscious. It's like mindful social media. Oh, wow. That's yeah. so interesting. I feel yeah. like more and more of those sort of platforms are popping up. Like there's this woman who she's kind of like a public speaker type. Um, she's just developed this app. It's called like the Earthess. And it's like, it's only for women, but I think it's kind of like a conscious Instagram only for women, I guess, sort of vibe. Um, You you have your profile and um, you can share about your business or your offerings or just art and whatever you want to share. So I think that's that's coming out in the next month or two also. And it's actually more of like a subscription base. So I think there's like a small fee, which kind of keeps it a bit more like exclusive in a way, like you have to commit to it. Right. But yeah, it seems like we're kind of moving away from those huge corporation ones. Uh, Right. Totally. Totally. Which is necessary. I mean, I don't know. I've been reflecting on it a lot. It's kind of, they're making a shit ton of money off us, but we, right. And we put so much energy into those apps. (laughs) Yeah, true. I just think about it like, oh, we're like, we have this like free marketing tactic and like so many people I've met like so many incredible people like you, you, one of them, you know, like I've connected with so many incredible people on Instagram and I'm kind of like a lot of people hate, a lot of people hate it. And I'm just like, I'm stoked about Instagram. Like I am so grateful because all of like my closest friends, like and so many inspiring artists and so many people like I've connected with there first, which sounds kind of like weird, but it's been such a huge blessing in my life. Cause you can kind of like filter, like you see someone's profile and you're like, Oh yeah. Like I resonate with this person, you know? And, or like, Oh, like, you know, you can kind of see like where, where their energy's at and like what's going on. And it's like kind of a, for people who don't like to go out and meet people at parties or like events like me, I'm like, I can just sit in my living room and like, <laughs> this is <laughs> Well, I'm going to like touch base with them and like, you know, whatever. But, yeah, know. and it's a blessing because like my whole business is basically like off of Instagram. Like I don't do any other marketing. Um, yet, yet. That's probably going to change, but 
it's like really been huge like to be able to just have this kind of creative outlet where like I can make a cool collage and like post my stuff and it just sells and like I have this you know it's this kind of and it's just so interesting the way it works you know it's mm -hmm. an interesting time to live in <laughs> yeah for sure no I agree like Instagram's been the main way that I promote and share everything I'm doing too and right Mm. yeah I know we'll just keep embracing it until it <laughs> who knows what the next app could be yeah <laughs> until, it, until it becomes Facebook yeah it's I know I'm I'm kind of but it's funny it's just funny that we like live in a world where we're like oh we can make an app and reach like every single person on the planet with it and can and like connect with people all over the world like it's pretty it's so interesting like where we're at in humanity, you know? Mm -hmm. How much of your, like, I guess, following and people connecting to your work um, do you think is also based on, like, the part of you that you share, like your personal self? If that uh, makes sense. Like, you know, like, because people, I think, more so now are connecting with people as as like humans as right humans, you know right totally totally you, yeah, you as the embodiment of it yeah I've been struggling with that because my my I I'm very transparent like I'm a very transparent person and so when I first started my brand in 2015 and I like was really late to Instagram too like I was I did not I was not interested in being like on a phone all the time and on social media but I kind of reached this point where I like had to do it um and so I I share I kind of I, I've been experimenting but like I have a private I have like a personal Instagram account where I just share more of like my own life and like what you know like just photos that aren't of jewelry where I'm not like selling stuff and and selling my line and, and I've kind of like I used to blend my brand more with myself and then I kind of was like, well, I don't know. Like, I actually am trying, I'm honestly figuring that out right now because people definitely, like, want to connect with me as the, as the designer and the owner and, like, the maker of my brand and, like, the person behind my brand. And with the whole Instagram stories thing that came out, um, it's been an interesting experiment of, like, okay, like, maybe I share myself and, like, my stuff, like, more in the stories and then make my brand more of a brand. So that people, so it's clear, like to people, what um, I'm doing, because I, I think like it would get confusing where I would post like my own personal kind of stuff, like a photo of me and like my my poetry or like a story or like something that I'm I'm like sitting with or just wanted to share, and then like so that's very personal, and then like the next post will be like a necklace that I made and it's for sale and it's like this, <laughs> and I think and it was like it's interesting to like watch like how to like promote my brand in an authentic way. And I've always done it. I've always like be, have been really careful to like show what I'm doing in an authentic way. So like, this is me and this is my work, but also like, ah, oh, like, do I focus, like maybe I need to focus this account like more on my work. And so I've kind of started going in that direction because really my, my mission has become really important to me, which is like, the reforestation projects 
And then I also just like recently added silver and gold. Um, like I didn't, I was really not going to add silver and gold options to my jewelry because gold is so, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Gold is gold. Like mining of gold is so detrimental. And so I wouldn't, I like refuse. Everyone's like, you need to do gold. And I was like, no. And then I, I found like a conflict free gold source and silver source. So like I was able, I was like, okay, now I'll bring this in only as like conflict free, but like it took me a while to figure that out. So I, with that, I'm now like, also I added like ocean conservation to my mission. And so I'm kind of in this place of like, okay, I need to like make my brand like a brand and show that I'm, you know, like make it clear what I'm doing, what my mission is, because I really want to make a difference. And so I want the focus to be like about like, like ocean conservation and like saving the ocean, like cleaning and restoring and the environment and, and reforesting and all of that. So, um, yeah, but that's like not really something I've figured out. I have to admit, like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that balance out because when I start to go more brand, like more just focusing on my work, I kind of like will lose followers or people aren't as interested, but then I gain new followers that are more interested in my work. So it's this funny like thing that I have been juggling and trying to figure out, which I think that you have two, do you have two accounts too, right? Yeah. So interesting. Cause I'm in like the exact same place as you with that. <laughs> yeah. Just feeling like, like, oh, like I do want to be more holistic with like my brand account and have it be more of like you know sharing poetry and inspiration images and then offerings and then a little bit of me rather than having like a personal account and then a business account because like I am the embodiment of my business it's not right exactly me at all and I think exactly. my other account was more so when I was doing like modeling like a few years ago and that sort of thing and I don't really feel like I don't know. I don't really feel like being like that kind of influencer type. It's like not right. really what I want. I'm, I'm more right. want to show up on like as my like business or project that I'm doing. And, you know, I am of course the like creator of that, but I'm, I don't want to be like, and also feel that subconscious pressure that's like not even mine, but you know, it comes when you are on social media. It's like, okay, well I get more engagement when I post a beautiful photo of myself and then it like kind of gets into your mind that like oh yeah, I need to with you. Yeah, totally such a trip because it's yeah, not even it's real like an hour <laughs> and you're like oh my god like people didn't like my people don't like me because they didn't they didn't they only got like this many likes and I and my other post got this many I know it like really messes with you and I honestly have gotten to the point where I'm like okay I don't get I don't like care anymore like I'm just gonna I'm going like for me, I was like, I want to have my personal account because I'm like, I don't need to share what I have for breakfast, like on my business account. Like there, I like love to cook and I love to like go. I like, I'll go like gather herbs and I like kind of have this, like, you know, a very nature based like lifestyle. We'll go on adventures and we'll travel. And we, so I have this like kind of whole thing that I'm like, I will incorporate a little bit into my branding, but I'm like, it's, it's like not, it doesn't make sense for me to have like my brand and then be like, and also like, this is like, 
you know, what I'm cooking, you know, I do that. I still do that sometimes. I'm working on it. But <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's been like, I'm like, okay, I need to have my personal account for like being like a mother. Like I'll write about being a mother. I'll write about like, you know, food and like, like healing and my poetry and like my personal kind of my, just my personal like things that I want to share, like, but that maybe wouldn't be appropriate for like my jewelry like page but I still do share there sometimes too so it's it's kind of funny but mm-hmm. yeah I know what you mean and it's like this really hard um thing to navigate and it kind of like takes over people's lives and like I just yeah. it's definitely I've definitely gone through phases where because I'm dependent on Instagram like financially you know like my yeah. business is like 98% of the traffic to my website is from Instagram. So like it's my whole business. And so, you know, if I'm like not getting sales or I'm not, you know, if I, if if there's like a slow period where I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then I'm like, Oh no, like my Instagram's not good enough. And like, I didn't post something good enough. And it just kind of is like this whole thing. And I've kind of just gotten, I've started actually to focus a lot more on wholesale now because I'm like, I don't want to be dependent on Instagram. Like if I thing out and like, Oh my gosh, I want to be able to just share things that are inspiring and like share my work and share like what I'm doing. Like right now I'm really like on this crazy, like I'm like hell bent on saving the whales in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm just like, we don't have time. And so I'm just like using my platform right now. And like, as, and that's part of like the mission too, is like the ocean conservation. But I'm like, that's kind of more of the stuff that I'm going to, I'm like, feel like I'm going to start sharing and like, just not stress so much about how, you know, if, if I, if my photo gets 900 likes or 50 likes, like, I'm like, it doesn't matter, whatever the algorithm is weird. And it doesn't always show people like your post, you know, too. Like that's like a whole totally. other thing. I've noticed that so much recently. I think it, they must be just continuously changing it in a way that, like, they need you to buy posts, like, prom- to promote yeah. your posts if anyone's going to be able to see it. It's I really- know. And that's, like, what Facebook did. Yeah. And that's another I've been going back, like, I'll have a business account. And I'm like, no, and I'll, like, take it down, like, make it a personal account again because I'm, like, afraid that they're going to do that. But then I'm like, but I'm a business and I'm trying to like grow. I'm trying, I want my business to be like a multi-million dollar business because if it's a multi-million dollar business, then like millions of trees are going to get planted and like huge things are going to happen because that's like my whole foundation of my whole business. And so I'm like, I want to make it as big as possible. So I have this whole thing of like, okay, I'm going to like keep it small and personal and I'm not going to buy into Instagram stuff. And then. And then I'm like, I go back and forth. I've, I've changed it from a business account to a personal account probably like eight times, like back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I'll buy a post. And then like, it doesn't do anything. I get like two new followers and I'm like, spend all this money and it doesn't even work. Like, I'm like, I don't know. It's funny, but yeah. Do they even work the paid posts? Um, I don't really think so. No, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they don't punish me for saying this. I have not noticed like any, I haven't noticed. I've done it a few times and I haven't noticed like any benefit from it. So Mm. I don't think so. I think you have to spend a lot of money and I'm just not there. Like I'm, I'm still small. Like I'm, you know, so I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'll spend $5 and I'll <laughs> try to, you know, or I'll spend 20 bucks. I think there's people that spend like thousands of dollars on, on like those ads and stuff. But I don't yeah. Know. 
I'm no expert. I'm just figuring it out too. And mm-hmm. yeah, the funny world. It's like a funny world to, to yeah. have your business on Instagram. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it sounds like we came from like similar place of that of just figuring it out as you go, <laughs> trying things. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, okay, that kind of works. Or that doesn't really work. Because it's like, yeah, we haven't studied business in terms of like, yeah. Exactly. I have not gone to school for any of the stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> I have not gone to school for marketing. I've not gone to school for business. I've not gone to school for jewelry design. Like I didn't do, I, I just like did this. Like I don't even, I mean, it took years of figuring it out. Like I started my first jewelry company in 2012 or 2000 like 11 maybe and so it's been like six or seven years of just like learning and being like uh okay I'm gonna figure this out because I'm motivated because I want to be home with my son and I want to like be free to have my own business and but it's a blessing too but yeah it it probably would be helpful if I like took some sort of class on like business and marketing (laughs) well there's so much out there now for free you know in terms of like YouTube videos and things like that. Like I've been putting more energy recently into learning more strategies because there has to be things that, you know, that can work um, out there. I mean, a lot of it's just very, uh, I don't know. A lot of it's just not really my language, the way it's spoken in, <laughs> but in terms of all the business marketing strategies. You know, when everything works the best for me, do you know what I'm doing? It's like, if I, like my, the most effective way of like making my business work, and this is going to sound really crazy. And I've done all too. I've done like tons of like little, like free Instagram course, like live, you know, whatever, like free, like, or whatever. And like, here's a, here's like a, here's 10 trick tricks and tips for Instagram, whatever. Like I've done all of those. I've done like millions of them and they pretty much all say the same thing, but it's some of, sometimes it just doesn't work. But then like what works the most is if I'm like meditating and just being like, I'm abundant and I'm just envisioning like my, you know, like the, like my work just being like, like being shown to people and like just that kind of magnetic energy. Like it, it, that's like my language. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and meditate and like pray and then I'll get like four sales, like in the middle of a meditation or something. Like it's like that. Like that's kind of like my best way of of like making my making it work for me is like when I'm when I'm not on it trying to make like trying to figure it out. When I'm just I mean I just sit down and meditate. Or if I'm like out hiking or like out doing something that I love and my spirit is really happy and and then that's when I'm like thriving. Like that's when my business is like booming, you know? Because I'm like I don't even know. Like I think it just I don't know like how it works. It's kind of funny, but um, yeah, Mm. (laughs) that's like my biggest. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I've had the same experience. Yeah. And yeah. And the place that you're in within yourself too, like when I'm feeling really good and confident and inspired, it's like, yeah, of course that's going to be attracted back to me. But when I'm coming from a place of, I guess like, either financial stress or pressure or, you know, like trying to make it work, trying, you know, too hard, um, then it just, it doesn't flow. And I think it's like, it's such a new way. Well, it's an old way, but I guess a new way of doing business away from kind of the 
traditional masculine um, sort of way. But yeah, yeah. It's, totally. it's real and, then, and it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like falling into that deep trust and just remembering like I'm held and I'm provided for and and like I just need to trust right now. Like with the, when I'm having my biggest freakouts, when I'm like I haven't made any sales, and I'm like, oh my god, how am I going to pay my bills? I've never not been able to pay my bills because I've always, at some point in the month, when I'm freaking out or I'm like struggling and like, oh, I'm gonna like for oh, there was a long period of time. There was like this six month period of time where I was having nightmares about having to get a job at a movie theater, and I was like. Oh my God. And I also like something you have to know about me is I'm like a total hermit. Like I really don't like being around people like a lot. So it was this like horrible nightmare, like where I was like having to be around huge crowds of people. And like, I was like, Oh my God. And I was freaking out. And there, it was like that time for me was just this huge lesson in trust. And like, just like remembering, like, like I have divine, I am like, I'm, uh, I have like, the divine energy within me like I am that like I am everything and like I don't need to worry about any of this stuff because I am held and I'm totally supported and totally protected and it's like when I drop into that place like that's when everything just aligns and it's like just remember like remember like you can like move anything like you can create anything that you decide that you want you just have to like get your fears out of the way you know and that's like when the biggest and then it's always this like total miracle too and I'm always so grateful and it's like this whole like remembrance and it happens all the time and where it's like I freak out and then I forget so easily like I forget we I think we forget ourselves so easily like who we really are and like the divine the divine the divine nature that we have within us like we just forget that and then we have to remember it over and over again. Like, <laughs> what are we oh, operating? That's the fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's super fun and like really silly too, because it's just like, wait, like I just did this like six times like last year. Like, why am I, <laughs> why am I forgetting this again? And then, and then just remembering. And I think the more times it happens, like the closer you get, like the the more connected you get, and like the more on point you get with that. And you're just like, you, you, there comes like a time where you just live in that space more than that disconnected fear space you know and that's kind of the goal I think I think that that's the goal I'm not sure <laughs> sounds like a great of, goal yeah <laughs> just to be in alignment with with yourself and like who you are you know mm. yeah yeah wow totally agree um I would love to know some of your favorite plant allies that you work with mm. okay so um yeah I have a couple um I work a lot like with smudging so where I live there's amazing plants here that that are really, really, really beautiful for smudging. And I usually go harvest them and I make smudge blends. And so I work a lot in that way um, with, with like wild sagebrush, which isn't really a true, it's not like a white sage, it's an artemisia. So it's like a, it's a wild brush and it smells amazing. And then I mix it. I work a lot with that and juniper. Um, 
and pine resin. Like I'll, I'll harvest um, resin from the trees, like pitch from the trees and burn that. And so I'll work a lot with that, those things in like meditation and just to clear energy. Um, I used to work a lot with like Palo Santo and stuff, but I've been trying to, to work with herbs that are like in my own home, like from my land and like where I am. Um, so I've shifted that and like, I love sweet grass. And then like medicine allies, like I have a really strong relationship and like close relationship with Wachuma, which is um, San Pedro. And um, that's like, same. <laughs> yeah, that's some good medicine and like incredible, incredible medicine. Yeah incredible ally mm -hmm. have you been to peru i have not been to peru no oh, oh um, you have to go i know i really need to go it's funny like i i didn't like really feel like called to go to peru like i haven't really like it's kind of a place that like i want to go one day like but it's not somewhere my spirit's like i have to go there mm -hmm. you know it's as like my, I, I have a teacher in Peru and I'm like, um, I actually went to Ireland to take a class with him. <laughs> so like I went to Ireland to study with him and like, um, and he, but he's from Peru. And I was like, this is so funny that I'm like going to meet my Peruvian teacher in Ireland, but I felt so connected to Ireland. So I like really wanted to go there. Oh my um, gosh. We, sh we could go on so many tangents now because I've got Irish roots and I so feel <laughs> I so feel like I need to go there and drop in. What was your yeah. experience there like? Well, so I went with my friend Tara, who's, she's like one of my best friends and she's the medicine circle on Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. I think I've been following her for a while too. Yeah. She's rad. She's like really cool. And basically we, we are like really close friends and she, um, she does shamanic work and like, or she's an herbalist and like, she's amazing. And, um, we, we kept like, we had this thing and it was really funny. We kept waking up at the same time every night. Like I would talk to her and, and she's like, Oh, like I was awake at like 2am. And I was like, me too. Like I was awake at 2am. And then like one night I was awake and she just like messaged me. She's like, are you awake? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, we need to like ask spirit what's going on. Like, why are we waking up? This is weird. Like we're totally in sync. And like, I think that there's something going on. And so I had this whole thing and it was like, Andean mysticism and I was like what is that like oh my god it's kind of similar to how I got my business name you know it's where it just pops into your your head and you're like you ask a question and you just like get an answer and you're like wait like you're okay so that's a real thing so then so, so I basically started searching and I, I found my teacher and I'm like, I'm like oh like I was looking at this I was like, oh I, I like have to study this and I was like looking for a course and I was like <laughs> I was Googling it. I was just Googling this guy because he was like this teacher. And um, I found only one course and it was in Ireland. And I was like, weird. And then I looked at the course and it was at this place called the Hill of Tara, which is like, I was like, shut up. Like that's because her, you know, I was like, Tara, like you have to, like we're supposed to go to Ireland, like by this thing, it's at the Hill of Tara. Like I think you're supposed to take this course with me because she also has worked, like she's been to Peru a few times and like she works with the medicine and um or has in the past and um I was like we're supposed to go to Ireland and study this Andean mysticism that's what we're doing and she was like no I don't know and so 
so it was this whole thing back and forth and we ended up going because she like she was doing a lot of her own ancestral work and she's Irish and so she was like okay like I'm just gonna go and so we went and it was like the funnest trip ever because we both have two kids and we haven't ever taken a trip like kind of once you have a kid it's like hard to go take a trip like for a while for like a few years mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, like our first trip away from our kids and we just like had a ridiculous time and we went to we, we stopped in Iceland first and then we went to to Ireland and um it's potent there like the there's I mean there's like the sacred sites there are like they're so just vibrating with so much amazing energy and like it's like magical 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 there and green and beautiful and like cool and misty and there's like little cute like donkeys and like little men wearing like little cute wool hats and like it's just like I love it I like love Ireland like I fell completely in love with it so yeah that was like really amazing and so you did a full course with him there yeah yeah and that was like really incredible too because I was like studying it was an Andy it was like a it was a course of like the going through the initiations of of this like Incan tradition but it was in Ireland and it was such like a cool mix of energies like of like this knowledge grounding but in this like amazing like very different place um across the world from like its birthplace you know but it's like also universal anyways that it was it was it didn't it was fine like and it was really really beautiful wow yeah that sounds so me yeah <laughs> so connected to peru but i'm also like very connected to ireland um yeah uh, you should you should go it's really yeah it's amazing. yeah and you can fly well like from i don't know we got like crazy tickets it was really funny because we we like bought tickets on wow airlines and it was like <laughs> it was like 300 dollars from la with like a stop like we had like a three-day layover in iceland so we got to cruise iceland but like these cheap you know i was like really cheap and we had no we couldn't bring any luggage so we wore all of our clothes on the airplane and we <laughs> and then we brought bags and we like we'd go in the bathroom and like take all of the clothes off so we'd have like we looked like that like the Pillsbury Doughboy, like both of us, like we were just, we we're like wearing like all these clothes because we can't, we had no bat check baggage. And then nobody told us like, there's no entertainments on the flight. So it's like a 25 hour flight or like some crazy, you know, it was really far. And then we're both like terrified of flying. So it was this like really ridiculous, like really funny trip. <laughs> we went on and Oh, it was the, the people on the plane probably thought we were just like complete lunatics, but it was <laughs> so fun. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. So, yeah. what have some of your, I guess, main teachings been from Wachuma? Oh, um, yeah. So the first time that I worked with Wachuma, I it was funny. It was I was actually so there was. Uh, it was there was an ayahuasca ceremony first it was like a grandmother and then a day of integration and then the grandfather which is wachuma so which i'm sure you know um and i sat with ayahuasca first and i was kind of like okay this is really like i'm here i'm doing this like this is really intense and like not really just was like this is not my medicine like 
uh, I don't like I have a lot of friends that work with that medicine and and I have a really deep respect for that medicine but I was like this is like I don't think this is my medicine and then and then it was like I kind of went into this really like intense space and then I on the third day of the ceremony like we were so we were went into Wachuma and like I had the medicine and I was like oh this is I have like I had this whole like oh I've worked with this medicine for like eons like I I yeah. like know you know of just this like familiar like oh my god like your family like you're my teacher like I know you and like I worked with you for like a really long time <laughs> and so that was kind of like my first um moment of like of like meeting this medicine and um I got I was very like um it was we were let the ceremony that we were in like it was very structured and which was really good because like I hadn't you know I wouldn't have known and and what we the things that we did like really took us in really into really beautiful and really deep spaces of medicine um and so I just I was very connected like I just was like oh I it, it was like walking like on a trail with my grandfather and my grandfather just be like and like look at this and like this is like like so and just like teaching me just talking to me and telling me about the world and like the earth and like the plants and the spirits and like the beings that are were like on the land around me and um there's a lot of like spirit activity here like in santa fe like there's there's a lot of of, of pueblos and there's a lot of sacred sites and um so tapping into all of that and just like this really beautiful like you know just showing just like gentle like here like let me show you this and you know and after I did my first ceremony I I did a dieta for like 10 days and um <laughs> I, I worked with it every day for 10 days and I was just blown away like it, it just showed me you know it takes you to that place of like and and also like I just as like a side note like I don't I take very small doses of medicine because I'm very sensitive and yeah. so I don't to go into that space um and so with the diet i was like microdosing but it was just you know it, it, it puts you in that place of observer like really easily and so it's really just like showed me so much of my patterns and like what the way that i was interacting and like kind of put me in this place where i was like removed from the emotion of being like directly in that situation and kind of like observing from the outside like oh like this is how i this is an interesting perception that I'm having. And like, this is an interesting like way that I'm reacting and like, do I need to react like, you know, and just kind of going into this like space around like my patterns and like my weird human tendencies that I have and that I've developed. And um, so it's taught me a lot about that. And like, it's taught me a lot about um, the earth and just the way that it works and like the beings that are here and, and it's it's taught me just in a very gentle way like the the just i feel like the mm, the basic laws of of nature and like spirit you know i think and so yeah it's been an amazing teacher and i also like 
I'm not working with it right now. Like I have, I'm actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm walking like in front of this, like I have a huge San Pedro cactus <laughs> and I'm literally like talking to you, but I'm like talking to my cactus and like, looking yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. And so I sit and I meditate in front of it. So like I haven't worked with the medicine in like over a year. Um, because the last ceremony that I did, it was more like, okay. And like, I've worked with this, like, a lot for this moment and like I can take a break and I it was kind of like all right and you don't need me to be connected either like now you find your own connection that was kind of my the last takeaway that I had from my last ceremony and so I was like okay like I hear you and like yeah like and that's when that's like why I, I have such a deep meditation practice because it's been like that's kind of what that medicine has taught me is like not to rely on medicine <laughs> like to yes. cult- on connection you know and so but having just its presence in my space like I I still like I I will call it in as an ally like energetically you know and it's there and like it it worked I still work with it I just don't like take it the way that I used to you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's been a big teaching for me also and I think yeah Latuma definitely brings that um yeah because i i've also been in the same space of just stepping back from any sort of um medicine or ceremony in that way and yeah it's been yeah i just i just think that integration is just the most important part too and when you have that relationship already with the plant you know they're always there you can always call upon them and you don't need to ingest them or ingest large amounts of them either. Like I also resonate with what you said about the microdosing because that really feels so right for me too. Um, and I've had a, some beautiful experiences of just doing that consistent microdosing. And um, yeah, and I just love those subtleties. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful to hear you speak about it. Uh, yeah, really it's, and I love it. like you're also kind of on that space in that space of like, okay, like I've worked with this medicine, and I see so many people go out, and I ha- I know a lot of people that go out and they sit in ceremony every weekend, and they like, I mean, really deep, like, and Santa Fe is kind of a medicine place, anyways. Like, there's a lot of ceremony going on. There's a lot of medicine here, and like, a lot of work happening here, um, but. I just, I, I kind of like, kind of got to this place where I was like wondering, like, gosh, like, are people, is this helping people? Like the, um, the how much it's like happening and how much they're doing it and how large of the doses. I'm like, is this actually like healing or are they using it as a crutch to like be connected to spirit? Because when you're in that place, like you're connected, like you are like, your barriers are down and you're connected and it's like a very quick way to connect. But like, I think that it, it like people you need to be careful about substituting it for like a true like a connection like you know it's like training wheels to me I think like and it's powerful and it's potent and it's like life-changing for sure and so healing and such amazing medicine and like all all of the plant allies are so incredible and also like they're medicine. Like they're not, you don't take medicine like every day, you know, you take medicine when you're sick for like a specific purpose and then you heal and then you don't need the medicine anymore, you know? Yeah. 
think it's really good. And like, yeah, once it's in your system, like that you have, you have a relationship with the plant. And like, I personally believe like you don't even, once, once you've worked with it one time, like, you know, unless you're like trying to heal your body from like a disease or some physical thing, like I think that you can just call on it like energetically and just have the same kind of connection without, you know, without the like, all the side effects, <laughs> but just have that, like access that information. Cause we really, we just live in this, in this matrix, you know, and it's like just tapping into that aspect that you've already plugged into again. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. And just, it's, I find it so beautiful to see the ways that, um, I don't know, just how I can be more, in the world carrying those values that have come through in ceremony and and how i can just incorporate them in even in just the the smallest ways you know i'm actually this year um back into study and so i'm really in kind of you know mainstreamy sort of world and most right. of the people i study with are very you know just i don't really know how to say but just like kind of just yeah. not I haven't really gone down the holistic path at all um, totally. that's interesting I'm just like in there in the class with my like tea <laughs> my tonics and you know I'm not, but yeah. I'm very like I've never I've never been like an I don't know overly I'm also very introspective and um do still get a bit of like social anxiety and stuff like that so I'm not outlet I'm not really a social sort of person it's more like I I connect with who I need to and I don't connect with who I don't need to right <laughs> but yeah anyway okay. I I was asked to do because I'm studying counseling and community services so it's a lot about um a lot of skills in terms of communication and um just understanding trauma and like it's so funny because it's all it all just resonates so much with the space of, I guess, ritual and ceremony and, yeah. and that, but it's like I'm integrating it now in, in more of the mainstream way if I want to like oh. be out in the world and working with people, you know, uh, and just the, the techniques on how to do that. And anyway, I was just reflecting on the ways where I just feel like if I hadn't had those experiences of, deep connection to like you said before just like the natural law and the natural um ways that life moves and nature moves i just mm. feel like i would be a completely different person and especially in this space of um not being in you know kind of a spiritual community or you know somewhere that's like you know that that energy is around and people are already on in that space doing that work then I would just so much more affected but now I just feel like I have this little like these allies with me all the time and this this kind of undercover superpowers <laughs> that I can just call on and and know what to say and in, in in like when I'm doing sessions with people and and you know, just to kind of, I just find it so beautiful and yeah. so grateful. Yeah, and that's yeah. huge too. And I think that like the world needs more, like that's something that I'm really interested in is like psychology and counseling. Like 
um, in and tying in like your your connection because when you have that and like you're intuitive and you can pick up on things that like maybe other like a lot of people just think like oh you know you have a problem it's like this and they think about it with their minds but there's always like energetic aspects to, to everything and so it's really cool whenever people are like going into these kind of mainstream fields but like with this like beautiful connection and and like knowing and and understanding and like behind it you know what i mean so that's really cool i'm i'm stoked that you're doing that i think that that's amazing yeah oh it's been a huge learning curve and teaching for me to just be able to be more in in the kind of concrete world and still hold my own um because it's not my happy place really but just to understand you know and like you said like with practice and with that connection you understand the phases that you go through and i understand this phase to be a phase of study and that it is going to serve me uh long term and to be able to to relate and be more in the world because i think when you are like a highly sensitive person it's very easy to just disconnect from the you know the main mainstream sort of world because there's a lot of it that you don't agree with but yeah. i think a lot of my work is like you know, understanding it more and like and accepting it and accepting like yeah accepting that we're all here to walk in different ways and maybe some people aren't meant to walk in the way that i do you know even though i think like oh you could be so much more happy and yeah but who am i to say that that's right. not my journey <laughs> totally totally and and you but you know what it's like even just having your that energy like around people who maybe haven't been you know had experience in certain because really it's like we're, we are what we're exposed to, you know, and like not everybody has been exposed to like certain things or, or they have judgments or bias or whatever, but to just be around, like, I just, I really think like energy like penetrates, you know, and so to just be around, like you don't even know, you know, think about all of the people that affected you, like have affected your journey. And like sometimes I just think about that, like, oh, like, all of these, like this, this person, like I just saw them at like the grocery store and somehow they just affected like something about them, like made me like, you know, change a little bit. And, and you never know how you're affecting people until like you, you know, you just never do like, you don't know, but when you're living your truth and walking in like your authentic path, like you're healing, like it's healing to people, whether you are aware of it or not. So it's, it's triggering and it, it's hard to be around like mainstream, like, you know, mainstream people sometimes like for me as well. And, um, but it's so, it's like important. It's important. I think for, for like the integration for like both, you know, for the information that you know to be available to like maybe someone you meet in your class who's like going through a hard time where you're like, Oh, like, maybe try this and then it changes their entire life because this one little thing that you've already worked with and you know you never know how things unfold like that so it's like kind of exciting and it's a cool journey to experience mm. and also like and also sometimes you're just like yeah i'm just gonna go like in my house and not talk to anybody ever <laughs> like, <Me>. well, <laughs> that's so me <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I just want to go home and have tea and meditate and hang out with like my spirit guides and 
yeah, I don't really need to go out into the world at all. <laughs> but then you do. And then it's like, wow, you know, people yeah, are. It's so interesting because I feel like my allies and guides are speaking to me louder now than, than ever because it's, because I need them, you know, and it's like yeah. I'm in a situation where I'm not totally connected to nature all the time or but it, but it feels like purpose. So they're going to speak to you and give you messages and, you know, inklings and little visions and downloads of why you're doing what you're doing and kind of continuously bring you that energy to sustain you through the different phases. So I think it's so much about trust too. Um, not every phase needs to look the same. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of the space I'm in right now and just, yeah. What are even totally. though I'm like, oh, I want to just have land and grow medicine and food and <laughs> have yeah. family, but that's not the phase I'm in right now, and I just have to embrace. But you it. also, and you never know who you're gonna meet, and it's like that, like going out into the world. It's like that's when it's like it's exciting to tap into like the serendipitous flow of life and like that magical aspect of like you meet like all the right people and all, and when you're in that kind of like. That's, it's kind of like a game for me. Like I love doing that because like I do like to go out sometimes because I'm like, oh, like just all the alignments and like the magic that can happen. And like when you see it and you notice like these little things, like that's funny. And, and yeah, but it's, I don't I just think that people are so interesting and like all little gods, you know, like we're all <laughs> little versions, like small, I, like, drops in this ocean and like we all are expressing ourselves in such different ways but like we're all divine and beautiful and and like it's a practice to notice like to see to see that in everyone and and most you know 99% of people don't see that in other people that's another thing that Wachuma taught me <laughs> is the first Wachuma ceremony I I was like we had to we were eye gazing and we, we did eye gazing like on the medicine with the medicine and like have you ever done that? Yeah, have I? Like I've done it, but not I don't think I've done it on medicine. I'm usually in a really internal space. Yeah. Okay. So this this whole part of the ceremony, we sat like and eye gazed and it was like fifteen minutes with each person, like rotations, like hard rotations. <laughs> and it was so intense and it was also like I was like oh like you're God every single person that I saw I was like oh you're you're like a Buddha and God and like I could see every single person that had like ever been born like in one person's eyes I was just like this is it was the most it was super it was incredible and um it totally showed me like that divinity that is with in everybody because I, I did it with so many different people that I was like this is not Okay, like the first person I was like, whoa, you're, you know, you're God. And then I like did it with the next person, like you're God too. And then I just like realized like, oh, like I get it. Like we all are like so divine and we're just like in these bodies, like in like doing these little things and going through these movements and having our dramas and our stories and our experiences and our adventures. And like, we're just experiencing ourselves. Like that's what we're doing. And so it's like, it can be really easy to go into these, you know, I think a lot of like really spiritual people are like in these places of like, oh, it's so hard to be in the world. But like also like, 
And I definitely am one of them. Like I go there for sure. And also like, I try to remember like, it's really like not that big of a, like, this is fun. Like, this is just like, we need to lighten up, like, because this is what we're doing. And it's interesting. It's like interesting to watch, like how everybody does it differently. But like, really, we're all so deeply connected that like, it's, it's, we need to be around each other and we need to like, you know, interact with each other and like have these <laughs> funny, like you're one person's going through this process and another person's going through like a completely different process. But like, we all carry the same, like, you know, ultimate spark at, at the, at the base, at the root of everything, mm. you know? So it's kind of like an interesting way to think about um, things. Like when you go to your class next, like looking at everybody like they're God, like like they're so divine, even though like you, they're on a, such a different path. Like it's an interesting practice to to do that and to just see the light like in everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, do it and, and let me know because it, it's really interesting to do that, you know, and, and to try to make that a practice. Like I try to make, I forget a lot. There's, there's so much, like I say all these things, but then I, you know, I forget all the time. <laughs> and we all do, but, but then when I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's, that's kind of been like a practice and that's like a huge lesson that I learned from, from that medicine and like um, just trying to view like looking for the divine in every single person that I meet and even like accepting like the, the horrible, like there's so many things going on in the world, but like knowing like, okay, like this, this is just, this is like shadow work and this is like, like this is, you know, like that's part of it too. Like shadow, you know, disconnected, like painful wounding events and actions and, and people like doing bad like horrible you know hurtful painful things and like also like they're working something out and so but they're like still have that divine spark you know mm. so it's kind of it's, it's yeah it's a different way to to look at the world <laughs> yeah i know it's so important though because we tend to just think of one as good and one as bad you know because it's yeah like, yeah I think it makes us feel more safe it's like okay this is good and this is bad I think it's like such a childhood thing (laughs) that dualistic mentality like we live in a dualistic world like we have night and we have day like we live in a world of learning ourselves through like the opposite experience you know we live in like a world of like oh I really don't like that and like I really love that it's like extreme emotion and so it's natural like that's like the setup that we're in to experience ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's just all so subjective, you know? Totally. (laughs) Totally. A hundred percent subjective. And like, and everybody's perceptions are so different. And like, that's why it's also so funny. Cause it's just like, what, like, what are we doing? Like, wait, who like this, whose idea was this? (laughs) Like what, who like wrote the like story for this whole a, like really funny thing like this whole like this world and we come onto this world and we have all these crazy things happen to us and we, you know it's like what is going on like sometimes there was like a time where I was like I need to leave like I can't be here like this is crazy like this is insane <laughs> what's going on mm-hmm. but, 
<laughs> and I think so many of us go through that. Like, there's times where, if, oh my gosh, if I go into like a Walmart or something where I'm just like, I, I, I feel like I want to like throw up, you know, I'm just like, this is not, but that's the dual, that's like the dualistic nature that, that like drives me closer to my connection and to myself. Like, I really don't, I have like such an aversion to like fluorescent lights and like aisles lined with plastic crap made in China that like it makes me run to the mountains and like get on my knees and pray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. So that like is like dualistic, like as you know, as much as you can get it. And like, it's like learning, like what's pushing you closer to your nature, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a whole philosophical thing. I think, you know, a very long conversation and so many different aspects of like how things could be, you know, but an R like there's so many different perspectives perceptions and experiences that we have <laughs> pretty mm. funny wild so funny life's so funny so, funny. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to share with people how they can connect with you and your brand and um yeah your beautiful projects yeah um on instagram i'm it's katori life so that's pretty simple. It's C-A-T-O-R-I, Katori with a C. Um, and that's my like jewelry account. And then my website is katorilife.com. And that's pretty much the two places that you can find me and my stuff, my, my work and my art and my um, jewelry. And on my website, I have everything about like the, our, my mission and like reforestation projects and all of it, all the good stuff. Mm, amazing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we could keep talking for so much longer, but I'll just. I think it's like a two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been amazing talking with you. I'm so glad that we did this. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. I'm so excited to put it out. <laughs>